Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Doing It At Home podcast. And it is birth story time, and it's the first birth story of 2019. We're really excited to bring you today's episode. Before we hop into that, I wanted to remind you of a few things, a few announcements. One, to connect with us further. You can do so in a multitude of ways. You can connect with us on Instagram, D-I-A-H podcast is our handle. Facebook, Doing It At Home, the page, as well as the private Facebook group for the community, Doing It At Home birth group. Our website, diahpodcast.com. And parents, on Demand Network, the group that we are a part of with a bunch of amazing other shows really geared toward parenting, everything from preconception, birth, pregnancy, parenthood, all the things, you guys. So you can go to parentsondemand.com to find some of those other shows, to listen to all of our episodes, and you can even download the Parents on Demand app on your iPhone or your Android phone, so it's available on both platforms. So go check that out. Also, doing it at home gear and swag you can check out on the Bonfire page that we have. So it's bonfire.com slash store slash D-I-A-H podcast. And these links are going to be in today's show notes for you as well. And lastly, for you Atlanta area listeners, community members, mamas, we are going to be at the These Are My Hours screening of the film this Saturday, January 12th um, at Emory. So go Go to the link again in the uh, show notes for today where you can find out about that event. You can purchase a ticket for the, we're going to watch the film, These Are My Hours, the amazing documentary film, which we have talked about on the show before. And then there's going to be a panel discussion led by me. And uh, it's just going to be awesome about empowered birth and connecting with other amazing mamas, birth workers, and birth junkies. So go check that out and uh, join us this Saturday. Okay, today's birth story, we had the pleasure of speaking with Kimra Luna. Kimra herself is a force. She is a personal branding and online business strategist. 
That's one way to describe her. She is an amazing energy. And we've actually been fans of Kimra for a while in our own businesses and have used some of her products and methodology for our own growth purposes there. But that's not what we're talking about today. Despite the fact that she's built an empire and completely transformed her life, that's a story in and of itself. But we're talking about babies today. We're talking babies and birth, something that she's actually super passionate about and even sees for herself in the future becoming a doula. Um, but we talked to Kimra about her three birth experiences, a mix of circumstances and lessons. And uh, she is just immersed in the birth world with us, you know, hashtag birth junkie all around. And one of the cool things that I like about our conversation is we really talk about how birth reminds us of how resilient resilient we are, and really ultimately how we can manifest a magical birth experience. So it's an amazing conversation. We're super grateful to Kimra for hanging out with us here at Doing It at Home, and I know you're going to love this. So here it is. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, Kimra. Welcome to the podcast. How are you? Doing wonderful. Thanks for having me on. Sarah and I are super excited and grateful that you would come on. So ready to, to jump in and talk about birth. Yay. One of my favorite topics. I love it. I love it. So why don't you um, kick us off with a little bit about you, um, your family, and then we'll kind of get into, you know, how you entered the birth world. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm Kimra. I'm originally born and raised in Idaho and being raised in a place like that, everybody has like a million kids. Um, so, but I was one of those people that actually didn't want to have kids. Um, I come from a very like abusive background and family and I just felt like I wouldn't be equipped to really be a great mother. Um, but anyways, um, when I was, uh, 20, I ended up meeting my, my soon to be ex-husband, but I ended up meeting my husband and by the time I was 23, my, I had already had a baby. So I was just like, okay, turn into motherhood. Um, and since then, um, you know, a lot of things has happened. Uh, we were together for 12 years and three babies uh, came during that process who are the most wonderful, um, gentle, loving boys ever. Um, and, and yeah, it just, things just kind of, kind of happened, you know? Um, but you know, birth was always something I was kind of scared of. And, um, I knew that, you know, once I became pregnant with my son, like I started, you know, kind of diving in and trying to learn like how I could actually have a good birth experience rather than, you know, the big traumatic ones that you see on TV. Yeah, totally. So what do you think contributed to some of that fear of birth? If you can remember, cause I know that's very real for a lot of women, but is there anything that you can remember about back, you know, being in that place? 
Yeah. Well, my mom had five kids and she had all C-sections. So that was something that was kind of the scariest part for me. And I'm like a very, a very petite woman. I'm like 95 pounds on like a heavy day. (laughs) And, um, you know, so I, um, was really scared about that. And I remember when, you know, I started researching and watching, you know, like the business of being born and all these, you know, documentaries that I could find. Um, you know, I went and found a midwife and, um, she, you know, told me, she's like, oh, well, you know, if you're in squatting positions or if you do the other positions, your pelvis will actually open more and make it so you can, you know, deliver your babies. And I was like, oh, you know, and that's kind of like when I started becoming like obsessed with like <laughs> the whole process and just got so into it and read, you know, hundreds of birth stories and read, you know, Ina Mae Gaskin's books. And, you know, I just kind of went like all full force into it. And then I really got into um, hypno babies um, and that sort of thing, because I was already at that point studying like personal development and mindset and meditation and things. Um, and then, you know, and there's this thing like, oh, this is hypno babies. Um, I really wanted to get the program. Um, but at the time I was actually really broke living on welfare at my in-laws house. And we had like save up money just so I can buy this like $100 like program so I could get like the CDs because back then it was CDs, mm-hmm. um, get the CDs and, you know, put them on like my, on our, on our iPod shuffle, I think is what it was or something, <laughs> um, you know, um, and, and yeah, it was just like, I had to just learn because I really wanted to have like a peaceful experience. So were you doing all that research for your first son's birth and all of that was happening um, like when you were pregnant while, with him? Yeah, while I was pregnant with him, that's when I was doing all of that research and going really deep into it because before that, I never wanted to have a baby. So yeah. like it wasn't really something I ever started, you know, Googling or going to the library to get books on um, because it wasn't something I really had much interest in. I didn't really expect that I would ever be a mother, honestly. Mm-hmm. Did you have a plan or intention for where you wanted to birth your son? Because it sounds like, you know, going down the path of business of being born and reading Ina Mae Gaskin. I mean, that's what so many of the moms on this podcast who've shared their stories, that's what they've done that has then, you know, sort of led them towards the home birth route. So were you thinking of that or were you thinking of um, other sort of birth options? Yeah, I really wanted to have a home birth. Um, but at the time I was living at my in-laws house and their other three sons were living there. And I just wow. felt like it wouldn't have been a very comfortable situation for everybody. Yeah. So, um, you know, it was already like a really crowded household. Um, but, um, I was able to find a midwife who had a birth center, um, that actually was covered by, um, the, the, you know, cause I was on state insurance, like, so it was covered. Um, and so it was like a separate birth center and I really, really, really wanted to have my water birth there and all this stuff. Um, but the birth, uh, didn't turn out as planned. And I ended up, uh, being at the hospital, um, uh, because I was like three weeks overdue and the midwife legally couldn't like deliver the baby there. Um, so that was one reason why I wasn't able to have the baby at the birth center. Uh, but another reason was, is just the labor was lasting, lasting really, a really, really long time. And I actually hated the midwife. Uh, <laughs> but I, there was no other midwife options with the insurance that I was on. So it's like, I had to see her and she's like this super grouchy, like 65 year old midwife who just like, 
hates the war universe pretty much. Um, and you know, and, but I stayed because I really loved her understudy. Mm-hmm. So her understudy, um, who was, you know, studying to be a midwife, it was amazing. I still love her to this day. She was at the birth of all of my kids. Um, but you know, like whenever the, the head midwife that I didn't like, whenever she would come in the room, my cervix would actually close up. Like literally I would be like ready to like almost push this baby out and I'm just like, oh my gosh, feeling urges to push and I'm like ready to go. And then like if she would walk into the room, it'd be like, oh oh, no, you're like four centimeters. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like this kid was about to come out. Like I could tell he was about to come out, you know? Um, And so – I, I, and, but literally I hate this woman. Like, it's not like I just like, don't like her. It's like, Uh, she's like my arch enemy. Like she's the only human being in the world. I'm just like, Oh my God. Like I cannot tolerate this woman at all. Um, because she just mean while she's what during the pregnancies and she was like constantly criticizing, like, like just all because I really wanted to do like this hypnobirthing thing. And like, she didn't like want me to be like really doing that. Like, and it was just, yeah, she was just very much against, the things I wanted to do. And I'm like, you're supposed to be a midwife. Like, what is wrong with you? You know? So, but luckily I had the other like understudy midwife who kind of kept my sanity during the pregnancy. Um, and like I said, she ended up being there for my second and third birth as well. Mm. Well, I appreciate you sharing that because within any model that has great intentions and overall, you know, you think you're going with a midwifery model of care or someone's trained as a midwife, that there's just going to be some givens. Um, and that may not always be the case. So for someone who might be shifting up their care provider or going with a midwife, you know, that there can be more exploration to be had there or, you know, seeing where you fall in terms of values or seeing how your cervix feels around this person, because there can absolutely be deviations within really great systems um, who people, people who just won't necessarily be the best care provider for you. Yeah. And it, and it did really suck that she was the only like provider, yeah. midwife provider in that area where I lived. And then with, with, so that first birth ended up being really not the greatest experience. It was over three days of being in labor. Um, I ended up going to the hospital. I remember arriving at the hospital and me and my, you know, my husband were just like sobbing because we felt like such failures and that we couldn't do it. And, um, you know, I ended up, you know, being on drugs and the epidural and they gave me an IV and it made me, you know, turn into like a Pillsbury Doughboy. And I mean, it was just like, it, it was just such a horrific experience for me. But the thing is, is I was using that hypno babies. And when I, I finally did dilate and they were like, okay, you know, it's time to really start getting ready to push. Um, I listened to like my hypno birthing thing and I was just like breathing the baby out rather than really pushing him out. And the nurse kind of just thought like, oh, yeah, this is going to take this chick forever to get this kid out, right? <laughs> and he was out within like five minutes. Like my my doula, who was um, the midwife in training at that birth center I was going to go to or have the baby at, um, she came with me to the hospital. And she had to like run out the door and say like, hey, like doctor, like you need to get in here and catch the baby. Like the baby's coming <laughs> out. Because I was just like just really focused and calm and she was just sliding right out of me. It was great. Um, so the, the hypno birthing, uh, definitely did, was very um, helpful, even though I ended up being in the hospital. So I think sometimes a woman might think, Oh, I'm high risk. I have to be at the hospital. I can't do, you know, hypno birthing or these other things. And yeah, you can, um, you know, the nurses might, you know, roll their eyes at you or something, but you know, like you can still, you know, utilize, you know, some of those other tools, even if you might not have the most natural experience that you wanted. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I like that, that you said, you know, 
do what you do, even if people roll your eyes, because <laughs> it's like it's your experience, you know, and, and you got to do what works for you. So that's awesome. We've had a lot of people who've talked about the hypnobirthing and, and we did it. Yeah. Actually, we did a uh, hypnobirthing. And so it's a it's a really awesome tool, really great tool. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah. And yeah. And so then after that, like experience, like I knew that my mind kind of still had some of that power, even though I felt like my body failed me. I felt all these really just horrible emotions. I did know I was like, well, with the pushing, that thing worked, you know? And so I know that I, if I really focus with my mind, I can, I can still have a wonderful birth. And I remember after that birth, my, I, my, my, uh, my husband was like, um, I don't really think we should have another baby. He's like, that was kind of traumatic. And it was very traumatic for him too. It was very exhausting. Um, and, um, you know, and I said, no, like, I want to have another baby. I want to redeem myself. And I think that that's a weird reason to want to have another baby, but <laughs> I, I did it. Um, and I did get, I did get pregnant and then, um, I, di- I was able to redeem myself and have like this really, you know, beautiful birth the second time around. Um, but I think my, my husband still to this day still thinks that that's the strangest reason to want to have a baby. But I, it was honestly the reason why I did, I didn't, I didn't want, I didn't, I didn't want to be like, Oh, like, you know, my body can't birth, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I really just, I wanted that experience. And so the second time, um, it became a very healing experience for me. Um, I ended up becoming a Reiki master during that pregnancy um, and just learned a lot more about energy and my mind and all of these things. And And I was able to have the most magical birth ever, even though I did still see that same nasty midwife again um, for during like the, the pregnancy. We didn't plan to have the baby at the birth center. We decided to just plan to, to just show up at the hospital. Um, and so I didn't know any of the nurses or doctors or anybody when I showed up at the hospital. Um, but I had my, my doula who was the midwife in training and she was able to really tell, she was like, okay, you are in transition. Like we need to go. And so when I got to the hospital, it's already nine and a half centimeters. Um, and you know, they didn't really think because I was so calm and relaxed. Like the nurses weren't even like trying to like get me into a room right away. Like I was just like, this baby is coming out. Like, I know I'm like calm and just breathing and just like pacing down the hallways because I really didn't have pain at all. It was just there was a lot of pressure, but there really wasn't this pain. And so I was, you know, just really relaxed. And so I think the nurses didn't like really realize. And then they finally like got me into a room. They put the hep lock on my hand because I didn't want to have IV because the first time the IV just like it made me like I just didn't even look like myself anymore. My face was like just five inches bigger than like what it normally would be. So I was, I was like, no, I don't want to have an IV. Like, and so they put the Heplock in my hand and I told them, you know, I want to do everything just natural. I was like, do not put any drugs near me. I brought my birth plan. And it was really interesting because the, I manifested the most amazing nurse. Um, she was actually pregnant and I was like, Oh my gosh, you're pregnant. You know, how far along are you? You know? And she's like, Oh, I'm like 25 weeks. You know, I'm planning a home birth. And I was like, really? Like, what, who's, who's going to be your, your midwife? And she said the midwife who was actually supposed to deliver my husband like 25 years before. Oh, wow. 
And so I was like, oh my God, like I manifested like the most amazing like nurse like ever. Um, and because my mother-in-law had actually attempted an illegal home birth, because at the time in California, it was illegal um, to have home births. Um, I had attempted one with uh, my husband because her first was um, um, a C-section. Her first son was a preemie and a C-section. So she wanted to have like a VBAC, but at the hospital, they wouldn't let her. So she was trying to like have a home birth to be able to have, you know, the VBAC. Um, and she still ended up having a VBAC, but um, at the hospital, but she, her midwife was the same midwife who was going to be attending the birth of the, the nurse who was at, who was going to be attending the birth of my son. Um, so so yeah, so it was really, really cool. Um, and so, and then I ended up with like the most hippiest doctor there was, I was just like, (laughs) I was like, Oh, I manifested the most amazing birth. And, you know, and I was able to just to, to give birth just completely naturally, you know, it was just really calm and peaceful experience. And, um, the nurse afterwards, she, um, she, um, ended up uh, contacting me like right after she had the baby and she had wrote me a letter and said she was so grateful. She got to see my natural birth in the hospital because she never gets to see those, you know, working in in the hospital environment, especially because the hospital I went to, they take all of like the high risk births. Um, so they don't get to see a lot of, um, natural birth. Um, and so, um, so anyway, so she, um, you know, sent me a letter like thanking me and sent me flowers and all this stuff. And she was like, she just said it was so empowering for her to see that, um, experience happen and, um, that it really helped her birth experience. So, um, so I was very, um, very grateful by that and very touched that she, you know, would write me a letter like afterwards and, and all this stuff. So it was, it was really cool. Wow. Yeah. So what about it for you? connected with that redemption feeling where you were like, yes, this is, you know, this is the magical birth. And I just love how you say throughout it all, I manifested, you know, what you manifested throughout it. So I was just wondering if in a few words you can even put together what about it was redeeming for you. Just the fact that I was a, like my body did it. Like I yeah. like I allowed my body to do it. And I think before with the other one, especially because I didn't like that main midwife, it was like it, I was too tense. You know, like I wasn't able to really release. And with this time, it's like I was able to release and just allow my body to do what it needed to do to get the baby out. You know, and it happened. And it was, I mean, it was so beautiful. I mean, even the, the woman who was the midwife in training, who was kind of playing at part of my doula, she said it was one of the most, you know, beautiful and most easiest births she'd ever been to. Like she didn't really even need to be helping me like at all. Like I was just walking around and just breathing and just like, like I didn't really need like any assistance at all. Like I was just doing my own thing and they were just watching me do it, you know? And the first birth, it was so different. I was like, needing all these back massages the whole time and needing people all over me. And it was just like, it was just such a different thing. And I was just able to allow, and I believe that's the reason why I was able to manifest such amazing nurses and all like the whole experience turned into so magical because I just allowed it to happen rather than fighting against something. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so then how, what were you thinking as far as any future babies after birth number two? Were you thinking you wanted more kids? Were you? No, okay. I, at that point I was just like, okay, I'm done. I've redeemed yeah. myself. <laughs> like I feel great. I got two little boys and they're so cute. Like this is perfect. Right. Um, and then, um, I ended up, 
Um, we ended up uh, finally getting off of welfare and moving across the country um, to follow a job for my husband. And um, while we were there, I started my own business and all these things. I have like this, you know, online business and stuff. And um, I ended up getting pregnant like within a few weeks after my business had started, but I didn't want to like stop running my business. So I kept running my business the whole time. So I was a stay at home mom running like a full time business. And then I was pregnant with the next kid. Um, and with him, um, things were a much different story because, um, it was, there was a really horrendous pregnancy. Um, I was sick every single day. There wasn't one day that went by where I wasn't vomiting all the way up until the very end. Like I was sick every single day of the whole entire pregnancy and trying to run an online business where in this business I'm like on camera all the time. I'm hosting all these like live presentations and all these things. And I would literally like turn off my camera, pause it to go vomit inside of the trash can really fast and then come back and be like, Oh, sorry guys. Like, you know, I had to like take care of something really fast. And they're just like, what? And I was like, I'm pregnant. Just give, just give me a break. And then afterwards I ended up telling people like, yeah, I was actually like throwing up when that happened. And they were like, Oh my God, like what? Like they were so surprised. Um, but I was just so ill that whole entire pregnancy. I was in excruciating pain most of the time. My, the way the baby was positioned was just really hurting my hips the whole entire time. And it wasn't until like I was actually in labor that I started feeling relief on my hips. I was just like, Oh my gosh, my hips aren't in pain anymore. Oh, but I'm still having these horrible contractions, but at least my hips are in pain. It was just like, cause it was just months and months of being in, in agony. And, and I couldn't really, I really just wasn't able to be super mobile or anything. And, and I feel like that affected the birth because I wasn't able to be stretching as much as I wanted to and, and all of these things. And, and I think that that affected my birth experience cause I wasn't able to stay active. Okay. Round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. What were some of the things that you were doing during this pregnancy to just keep yourself going, you know, through through the discomfort, through the pain? through the the illnesses every morning? Um, well, I think I was distracted in general because I was so busy running my business. So I think that that was a good thing. I think I was able to be focused on something. Um, and my ex-husband, he ended up leaving his job because my business was going so well. Um, and so he was there to, you know, help with the kids. And then I ended up getting a nanny and things like that. Um, but I couldn't even go into the kitchen to cook. So I had to hire a chef. Um, so it was kind of like this really... Uh, you know, I just had to do what I had to do, but at least the chef was making me very healthy food. So I know I was able to eat healthy. Um, but it was just, it was very, just, I had to just stay focused and I knew I had to. And, and one, another thing that ended up happening in the pregnancy too, is I, while I was pregnant, I kept getting this feeling that something was wrong with the baby. And during my first two pregnancies, like I wasn't even doing like ultrasounds. Like I was just like, oh, you know, whatever. The baby's the baby. It's fine. You know, <laughs> and then like once like but with this preg- the third pregnancy it was very different. I kept getting all sorts of ultrasounds and all these tests done. And I just I just had to I just knew something was wrong. 
and it and it did end up my son is is autistic. Um, so I I knew something was going on, but I didn't know what it was. And so the whole pregnancy, I really had this worry and this fear. And I believe that also really heavily affected my birth experience as well, because his birth experience was far more, I guess, painful than than my other experiences. Um, and I think it was because I had so much worry, and I'm sitting there like in labor, like worrying he's going to come out and something's going to be wrong. And so and it was very difficult for me to just get in kind of the state of mind I was in in my previous birth mm-hmm. because the whole pregnancy I was fearing that something was wrong and then after he was born like it was just like projectile vomiting for the first six months I ended up having to take him to all these allergy specialists which he, he, we finally eliminated his allergies which was great um but then um but then by the, but by the time he was like six months old he just really wasn't developing he wasn't crawling he wasn't really it was kind of like he just like looked right through me he didn't really know that I was his mother I was just a thing that he gave him milk um and even when he was a year old like he really didn't see me as a mother like he really wasn't bonding with me um and so that's when I started getting him like therapy and and looking into you know seeing like what was what was going on with him um and he's now had therapy for almost three and a half years now so and he's doing really well he's finally starting to talk and things like that but um but I knew while I was pregnant I had like this instinct I guess you know that something wasn't quite right um and I think that made my birth experience not so good because I was in a state of worry um rather than a state of just like hey let's go with the flow and let's allow things and um but it wasn't that horrible of experience I mean it was about 10 hours and and he came out within, you know, a few pushes and he was out like, you know, it wasn't like too, um, too traumatizing of a thing, but, um, you know, they did have to use the forceps to get him out. Um, so he came out quickly, but they did have to use the forceps because the umbilical cord was wrapped around his head so many times. It was like three times around his head. Um, and so they were afraid, like if I, if I, if I took too long to push, like it was going to, you know, suffocate him. And so, um, so we ended up having to get him out really quickly. Um, and because of that, I ended up, um, pulling a muscle in my neck Mm. from the pushing so hard. And, um, so after the birth, so I'm, you know, at home finally, and I'm just like, you know, and they have you on all these pain medications or whatever. And I get home and then I think the pain medication starts to wear off a little bit. And then all of a sudden I'm in a ton of pain. Like I couldn't even walk at all. And, um, so I go back to the doctor thinking that maybe I had like one of those, um, like an epidural, um, like injury or something. Mm. Um, but it wasn't that they were just like, no, you're just in a lot of pain. I'm just like, oh, well, okay. Like, what can you do? So they started giving me all these muscle relaxers and all these things. And luckily, because I was in so much pain during the whole pregnancy, I had this really great, um, massage therapist who was also a doula. And so I was able to pay her to come out to my home and um, give me some massages. And it took a few massages from her to like get me out of this pain. But it, the the pain of that was a thousand times more excruciating than childbirth. Like I would give childbirth 50 times compared to having that pain. It, I, I was completely immobilized. It was just sharp pain just shooting up and down my back all day. I couldn't move my head. I, I mean, all I could do was hold the baby and nurse him. And then I had to like lay him back down. But luckily I had a postpartum doula who was at my home every day helping me with the baby because like I couldn't, um, I really, I couldn't even like move. I just had to like sit in one spot and like not move at all. If I moved at all, it would just be sharp pains all over my whole entire body. 
Jeez. Yeah, it was it was horrible. It was so horrible. But it's because I w- I had the epidural. I didn't know I was straining that hard when I was pushing because right. they just like you need to get this baby out. And they were kind of like I was kind of like okay, like I, I need to get him out. Like I can do it. I'm just gonna like push as hard as I can. And I did, and he came out really fast. But it ended up injuring me in the process. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really sucked. I'm glad he came out and everything is okay. He had like, you know, Apker store was like a 10 out of 10, you know? Um, so I was just like, you know, I'm glad that he came out great, but I mean, oh my gosh, I injured myself, you know? So, um, and that was a few weeks of that before I finally like got all the relief from that pain. Um, but they had me on all these muscle relaxers and all this stuff. And I mean, like it was just horrible, but luckily that massage therapist was really able to, to, you know, get, get everything and and release all those, everything that was messed up because I could have been messed up for years Mm -hmm. if you don't really get it taken care of. So, um, I'm very grateful that I was able to do that. But to me, that was far worse than the childbirth, far, far, far worse. Like I, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. It was just so horrible. Yeah. Wow. One one of the things that I kind of noticed between your stories, um, the things that brought you relief, the things that helped you to, to, to flow and really tap into your power. They were all very natural from, you know, the hypno babies to the, uh, the, the massage, things like that. And, uh, and I love that, you know, Sarah and I are very much into, you know, different natural holistic, um, energy healing, all that type of stuff. So it sounds like you were able to, to use those tools, use those people to really get into your power and then also relieve yourself from a lot of that debilitating pain. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I used acupuncture during my pregnancy. I mean, especially my last pregnancy, because my first two pregnancies, I mean, yeah, I had like the nausea and morning sickness stuff, but I didn't really, it wasn't as extreme as my third pregnancy. So with my third pregnancy, I was getting acupuncture done all the time and massages and, and all types of things just to like, relieve myself from some of the the pain that I was in. So I would say my third son, he was just like the whole birth labor after the birth postpartum pain was like the whole thing from like from begin from day one all the way through the end Mm. um and you know but I'm very I'm very grateful that you know everything everything turned out all right but it was just I didn't know what to expect like when I got to the birth like like even my husband was just like you know he's just like I'm I'm just really hoping everything goes okay with this because he had known how much pain I was in that whole entire pregnancy and he's just like you know, hopefully everything is, everything's just going to be okay. Cause it was really excruciating and exhausting yeah. and it's crazy because I do want to have another baby. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing that I get from everything that you shared is I just get a sense of incredible tenacity and perseverance through all of it. I mean, particularly around when you were experiencing your most difficult pregnancy or challenging in the midst of building not just an online business, I mean, really an empire, because we uh-huh. are also fans of you, Kimra, and we are uh-huh. users of, you know, your your products and all the amazing things you put out there. So you weren't up to anything small. And then at no. the same time, to be, you know, integrating that as well. And then it's not even like it was instant relief and everything was like rainbows and butterflies and sunshine postpartum. <laughs> so it's like you were still rolling through all of that. So I just get a sense of this, you know, incredible spirit and tenacious aspect of you. And I'm just wondering what, when you look back, do you, you feel like you've learned about yourself? Um, I definitely feel that, you know, I, I am very resilient of a person, but it's kind of like the birth just reminded me of that because I'm, I, I already 
knew I was very resilient, but it's like each birth was kind of like, damn, like you made it through that, you know, like, holy moly, you know? Um, and, but you know, I was raised in an extremely abusive environment and a lot of trauma. Um, I've been molested, I've been raped, I've had any horrific thing you can imagine happen to a person has happened to me. Um, and so I've always known I'm resilient, but I think the birds really helped me recognize the resilience that was really in me. Um, because sometimes I think we kind of just brush those things off. Um, and a lot of people don't realize that they're, that they are more resilient than they think they are. Everybody has gone through very difficult things in their lives. And, um, I've actually, you know, spent a lot of time reminding my students and my customers, like you are resilient, like Mm -hmm. you can get through this. Like, yes, especially running businesses and most of my students and clients run businesses, running a business is hard. It's not easy breezy sort of thing. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Um, so it's, it's one of those things where it's like resilience is just an important aspect of me. I feel it's, it's definitely like if someone was like, Oh, oh, describe yourself. Resilient would be like one of the words that would be on the list of describing myself. Um, and the birds really just proved that I think. Mm, I love that. I love how you put that. I think that's amazing. I think that's something that mamas can get as well, that births can just can be this powerful insight into, you know, what you said, reminder of who you are, um, affirmation of that. And just to, that we have that ability to tap into that and remember that whenever we need it, we can call upon that whenever we need it. You know, the, the, how we show up in birth and what birth reminds us of doesn't stay exclusive to our birth experiences. It's like, we can (laughs) multiply that. We can carry it over. We can make new versions of it. We can do with that, whatever we can manifest to use the word that you've used so greatly, you know, we can do that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think, um, as mothers, sometimes we just forget how much power we really have. And I'm just like, yo, like we have birthed children, you know, <laughs> like, like, and I, and I'm sitting here having to remind women who are like doubting themselves and all these things. And I'm just like, okay, you have kids, right? They're like, yeah. I was like, you pushed out human beings out of your body. Like yeah. you are powerful. Like, like remember that power that happens in the birth. And so I do intend to u- end up using that like a lot when, especially when I'm talking to somebody who is a mother, cause I'm just like, okay, you're sitting here doubting yourselves. I'm like, you literally created human beings. Um, yeah. so you're really powerful. You got this. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. And so not only have you talked about having another baby potentially, but you've also talked about maybe getting into some birth work and doula work. Is that yes. right? So, yes. I mean, that conversation can just, ooh, I see that conversation <laughs> happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I definitely do want to have one more baby. I do feel that there is a baby inside of me. Mm-hmm. Um, something most of my audience, you know, doesn't know, like, because I don't want to talk about publicly, but I did also have an abortion um, this past year. Um, with someone who is, he was very abusive and, um, just definitely not the right human being to have a baby with. Um, so I had to do his best for, you know, my family and especially with my youngest son having autism, you know, it, it just didn't make sense to bring another stress into the home. Um, and so that ended up happening as well. And so I think a lot of people, they might be like, well, you had three kids, like, why would you do that? And, and, you know, I really, I needed to do what was best for me and my family. Um, but I also really want to have another baby. So I was 
very much grieving that because I was like, oh my gosh, like I have manifested this that I really wanted, but it wasn't the relationship that I wanted. It wasn't like, it wasn't going to be best for my, my other children who were here. So I did manifest the baby already. Um, and so, but now I feel like with my current partner, um, it's much of a better match because he has that energy and he really just loves, loves my boys. And, you know, he has a daughter himself and she's amazing and just magical. And I feel like, you know, having one more baby would really, you know, complete, um, the family and, you know, I'm, and I'm ready, I'm ready for it, but I do have to, you know, wait till things line up. Obviously, you know, I would like to probably be married again or things like that. Like I'm still not even technically divorced. So, you know, I should probably, uh, wait for a few other things to fall in, in place, um, before another baby happens. Um, and then, yeah, when, when it comes to being a doula, when my kids are older, I, I do want to, um, you know, study to become a doula. Like I love birth work. I just love birth in general. I think it is just so amazing and so powerful. And if I can help women, you know, see their strength, um, then that's what I want to do, you know? And I've, I've always, I, ever since I've had kids, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I want to be a doula. I want to be a doula. Um, and so, one day I will, I shall do that. <laughs> yeah, I totally feel that. I totally feel it just based off of how you've shared your stories and, and just the energy and, and the, the passion and, and all of it and the, the power and strength, you know, yeah. it's, uh, you, you exude all of that. So to be able to bring that to other mamas and other families, mm-hmm. uh, totally see that for you. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I mean, and it, it won't be for a, quite a good number of years because my youngest son is, is autistic. And so I'd want to make sure, you know, because even if I like leave him for a few days, it kind of, it's not the best for him. Mm. So, um, so that could be hard to like leave to go to a birth for like a day or two. Um, you know, um, so I'd have to wait, um, to do that, but I do really want to do that at some point. And even if I don't end up doing it as a profession, I still just want to study and like have all the knowledge and it's just something I like to be knowledgeable about. I think it's really something that's important. Um, and especially when it comes to natural birds, because I feel like birds have gotten so unnatural, um, lately. And, you know, there's just, there's, you know, the, you know, the maternal death rate in our country and especially for women of color. Um, it's just, I mean, there's just so much, it's just so much tragedy that's happening. And and a lot of it is because, you know, we're not taught that our bodies can do the work. Mm. Um, and I see birth more of a rite of passage and I really hope that other women will start seeing it as that as well. Mm. That's, that's amazing. And I just feel like this adds another beautiful layer and dimension to what you already bring to the world and who you are and what you've, what you've provided as far as a platform for so many. Um, it's just another, another aspect of you in that. And I feel like it's very much like you to go all in to figure out everything you can about something and then take that out to the world. You know, that's, that's who you are Mm -hmm. for so many. And so to just do that in another arena, um, on, Awesome. You have yeah. our full support and we'll, we'll be yeah. waiting. <laughs> yeah. We'll have, you, awesome. we'll have you back on the podcast it, yeah. to, uh, to talk about everything you've learned as you've become a doula and all that. And, and, uh, 
And also baby number four, come back and share that story. Yeah. I know. That would be really amazing. I know. And I'm, I'm hoping it'll be in the next few years. We'll see. I mean, I really want to get a, a, a proper home because it's like now I just like live in apartments that I'm renting and I want to get like a proper home and, yeah. and kind of settle some things down a little bit first before, before I move on to that next step. And of course, obviously, I don't want to end up being a single mom of four. So hopefully, you know, I have a really great partner when it comes to when it comes to um the the birth of a of another child yeah absolutely all yeah. in divine time yes and your That's- manifestation process yes <laughs> um camera i just want to throw out there where people can go to connect with you mamas who are like i need some more camera in my life um where can they go and what how can they connect with you um, some of the best places would be my YouTube channel, um, youtube.com slash Kimra Luna. Um, there's going to be a lot more, um, there's going to be a lot more content in the next year all about like my actual lifestyle and like running my business as a single mother and those sorts of things. Um, and then, um, uh, my Instagram, um, especially if you want kind of topics of, along the lines of this, uh, my Instagram, cause that's where I share a lot more personal stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and my Instagram is just Instagram.com slash Kimra Luna, my name. Um, and, and yeah, those are the best two places I feel your audience would, um, would really like to see some content from me there. Awesome. Sweet. Thank you so much, Kimra. We really appreciate you. We're yeah. huge fans of you as well. And it's just so beautiful to get this sort of insight into you and your life and your family. So just very grateful. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. You're, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved? Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.